Welcome to The Secret Podcast. My name is George. I'm your host. I'm here with Brett and David Steele. Uh, David Steele, you may not know if you're just in the secret community. David Steele is the vice president of the Great U.S. Treasure Hunt, which is a treasure hunt that's been put out recently. Um, it's gotten a lot of publicity lately, and, and a lot of that publicity uh, sent visitors to 12 Treasures. And because of a, a very specific article that was written, we decided to have David on the show to ask a couple of questions. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, Dave, we're super fired up to uh, to talk to you. And, and as George mentioned, we um, got some uh, some traffic to our site that raised our eyebrows and we were like, whoa, what's going on here? And um, and then we we happened along a path that led to you and we're we're fired up to have you. Awesome. Um, and as you know, we're big fans of just treasure hunts. You know, typically we talk about the secret, but we also talk about other treasure hunts, too. And this one is uh is super exciting we wanted to make sure that uh that we talked to you because there's some there's some inspiration that uh that you got from our our favorite treasure hunt of all time so yeah, um yeah so why don't you start out do you want to just tell us a little bit about um the hunt a little bit of background um sure. uh, for the book and where it came from and and um sure. we'll start there sure well, it's called the great u.s treasure hunt all the clues are in an ebook. Um, that you can order exclusively on Amazon, less than $10. All the clues are text-based, so there aren't uh, any elaborate drawings. Uh, one of the great features of The Secret, of course, uh, are the spectacular paintings, but we couldn't afford spectacular paintings, <laughs> so uh, we decided let's just go all text-based. So you don't have a, a book that will be delivered to your house. It'll be on your uh, Amazon Kindle, or if you basically have any e-reader, um, you can you can get it there at Amazon. Um, the hunt launched November thirteenth. Uh, yes, it was a Friday, so Lucky Friday the thirteenth was our launch date. Perfect. We just had our first winner. We have uh, four proxy items that are hidden in four different states in the lower 48 uh except california sorry california you're not in the hunt this time you can Ooh. certainly win if you're from california but we didn't hide anything in california so we had our first uh our first winner on december 20th um, a lady in pittsburgh named beth hovenek actually decoded chapter four using one hit wonder songs um and the, the titles and the artists of, the, of those songs, she decoded the message, North Vegas, El Dorado Bench, Silver Z. And no matter where you are in the country, if you, if you hit Google and hit North Vegas, El Dorado, well, now a news story might pop up because we've, we hit the news <laughs> for this. But before mm -hmm. the big news story, mm -hmm. if you would googled north vegas el dorado uh, bench you would have ended up at el dorado park in north las vegas uh, where a silver z had been sticking under a bench for almost 10 years and i'm sure we'll wow. cover that later as well um, but uh, she won ten thousand dollars she called a friend she used the, her phone a friend option uh, beth did she knew a friend that lived in north vegas less than five miles from the park uh, and said, can you go find this item? It's under a bench. It's a silver Z. Uh, her name was Nancy, Nancy Zitko. And uh, at 7 a.m., 
she went out there, found the, the silver Z that had been clinging to the underside of this bench for uh, almost 10 years. And uh, she became, or they became the first winning team. Uh, Nancy will get $1,000. Wow. And Beth gets the solver's share of $9,000 for a total of $10,000. That's incredible. <laughs> Usually uh, there's not uh, that sort of a, a, uh, a bounty to find. So that's really, uh, that's a lot. That's great. How fun. You know, we, we did set it up so that it wouldn't be just a one shot thing with so many armchair treasure hunts mm -hmm. um, that people kind of do it themselves. Uh, you know, we've put together a little investor team and, and we've got $40,000 up uh, as prize money, but we didn't want to do a one shot thing where it was, okay, one item and now you're done. And now we've got to put something else together. So right. that's what we thought. Well, originally we were going to do 10. Uh, we had 10 locations, uh, 10 different methods of solving. Um, and then last year with the thing that came along, not even gonna say what it was, everyone knows. Thank you. Uh, we had to scale back a lot. And so we cut it down to four. Uh, we're hoping to do six this summer. So we'll bring back our original, our original uh, 10, the four that we've already done. And then we've got six other locations and six other chapters that are already written. This is a book, it's a 10 chapter book. And we kind of just had to cut it off at chapter four. So wow. each chapter has a unique solution. Chapter four has been solved, but chapters one, two, and three are still out there. So there's more to be found. Love it. More to be found. So this uh, this hunt's a lot different than The Secret. It's got a lot of things that I really like. One of the things that I, I, I especially like about this hunt is looking at Beth's solution. There's no wiggle room in it, right? With right. The Secret, there's a whole lot of interpretation. You interpret a verse, you interpret a painting, and then maybe it's here, maybe it's there. The solution really depends on how you interpret art. But with this, it's very, very cut and dry. Was was that was that sort of intentional for you guys? Well, absolutely. Um, and I love The Secret. I've, I'm old enough to have read it when it first came out. I lived in Southern California at the time. And I saw that painting of uh, the genie coming up out of the out of the sand. And I thought, oh, maybe that's the Aladdin Hotel. And I zipped <laughs> off to Las Vegas on a whim, just me, because I was awesome. the only one I knew of my friends that was crazy enough to do something like that. And of course, it wasn't anywhere near the Aladdin Hotel. In fact, the Aladdin Hotel doesn't even exist anymore. Um, but I thought, well, I'll go out and take a shot at it. But that's one of the things that we wanted to avoid when we did this treasure hunt is that we didn't want it to be up in the air. So when you decode the message, North Vegas, El Dorado bench, and you Google though that, that phrase, um, you're not, it's not going to be North Las Vegas, New Mexico. Uh, you know, it's going to be North Las Vegas, Nevada, and there's an El Dorado park in, uh, in North Las Vegas. So it's gotta be El Dorado park. Yeah. Uh, and then you just have to go and find the right bench. And there's only about seven or eight benches in the park run your hand along, you know, underneath the bench and you'll find that silver Z, or at least you would have uh, until December 20th. Hmm, that's amazing. And then um, apparently somebody or uh, somebody else did find it before uh, Nancy found it, there, right? There were groups that were hot on the trail. There are uh, many groups that are kind of pooling their resources and trying to uh, decode these things. And we do recommend that if you think you have a solution, send us an email to the great US treasure hunt 
at gmail.com. We don't want you to spend your money running off to Cincinnati if you think something's in Cincinnati and you're in Southern California, you're in uh, Florida, you're in Texas. We don't want you to book a trip to Cincinnati. Send us your, your, um, your solution and we'll tell you whether or not uh, <laughs> it's viable, you might yeah. be wasting your time. Now right. you can't just say, is it in California? Is it in Texas? <laughs> is it in, is it in Cincinnati? It has to be the actual solution. Um, and if you decode the solution, uh, you know, send it to us and we'll tell you whether or not you're, you're wasting your time. Let me ask you this because the first, because chapter, it was chapter four that was solved if I'm remembering correctly, right. but because the solution to that was so cut and dry, Right. Um, and because if you had decoded that, you would you would know automatically that you were correct. Sure. There, there really wouldn't be a reason. I mean, there wouldn't be any doubt. You wouldn't have to really email you. Um, did you get any via anything that seemed like it might be viable from people before the actual solution was sent? Do you see what I'm saying? Did anybody come up with anything creative that was just totally off the mark? Sure. What people will do is they'll put their own biases into a solution. We had we have one guy who insists on sending us solutions that involve Oklahoma, and he lives in Oklahoma. So we, at one point, we were you know we replied to his email after about his fifth attempt, and we said, "You really just want to go see these sites in Oklahoma, right?" <laughs> you know, in other words, he had he yes had just, in his mind he's coming up okay it's the will rogers museum that's where he's going to go visit today and he you oh, know, people boy. try to shoehorn in things um but no it you're really decoding a message and in this case we use the one hit wonder songs and artists and you you needed the initials of uh so for like let's say for example if you had afternoon delight by starland vocal band that would give you an a or an s Afternoon Delight, Starland Vocal, A or S. And then let's say the next one hit wonder was um, In the Year 2525 by Zager and Evans. That's an I or a Z. Now, your first letter is going to be A or S. Your next letter is going to be I or Z. And, and then you go on from there. Um, so if you eliminate one of two letters, the way that the lady, uh, the way that Beth had solved it was she wrote all of these things down in a column. And then she went down the column and picked her way. Okay, well, there's an N, mm -hmm. there's an O, there's an R. Oh, there's a T, there's an H. Okay, that spells north. Okay, what's next? Um, v, oh, there's a V and a G. Is that mm -hmm. going to be Vegas? V, E, G, A, S, oh, yeah, oh, North Vegas. So she picked her way through the message. But we actually had, I think, four different groups who once the hint was given out, they had pretty much nailed it. Um, so because we give hints every 30 days if someone hasn't solved it, uh, something, unlike many other treasure hunts, we yeah. want things to be solved right. fairly quickly. And you, uh, you so, do those on the Facebook page, right? Or the different Facebook, social media? Twitter and YouTube will, uh, and the website, thegreatustreasurehunt.com, although the more active ones are Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, where we put the, the hints out. Now we'll tweet a lot, but those tweets are not hints. They're just tweets. So if you do follow us on Twitter and it's at great us treasure, um, you'll see us tweeting all the time, 
those are not hints. And of course, treasure hunters think everything's a hint. So <laughs> they're not. Of course. The actual next hint uh, will come up, I think it's January 19th. So Beth and Nancy, so we had three different, three or four different, I think three groups were there in Vegas, um, ready to have people, you know, boots on the ground, as they say. Um, and one, and they had, you know, people had sent us emails and one person was way too far away, didn't have a partner, couldn't make it. And so via email, we said, this is a great, this looks like a great solution, but unless you have a partner in Vegas, Mm -hmm. You shouldn't book the flight because we didn't want to say to them, someone else has already solved it. But the fact is that we had at least three, three or four different people with the correct solution. So the team of Nancy and Beth was one of these teams. Nancy was in Vegas. Beth was in Pittsburgh. Nancy's the one that ended up finding it. And so I flew out to Vegas because I knew that someone was going to be there. So we flew there, met her the next day. It kind of blew up on the news. The local news had been running the story for almost 24 hours straight. Um, and then when I, so when I talked to Nancy, uh, you know, I got the, the details of how she found it. Came out about seven in the morning, just ran her fingers under the benches, felt it, pulled it out. I told her, you know, this thing has been under here for at least eight years uh, because I would visit the World Series of Poker every once in a while. I had it in the back of my mind. I'm going to do a treasure hunt someday. I, I put that thing there eight or nine years ago, I don't even remember the exact date. And uh, I said to her, you know, it's an, almost a miracle that this thing is still under this bench because it, this is a public park, it's under a gazebo, uh, it's a picnic bench. Any little kid could have come by in seven or eight years, been crawling underneath here and gone, oh, look, a shiny Z, let's, let's get it. And, and uh, she agreed, she said, yeah, you know, that could have happened. Well, that night I got a text message from her and then I called her. Um, she was playing bingo with friends, I guess it is, at a, wherever you can play bingo still in Las Vegas. And uh, the lady sitting across from her says, hey, you're that lady on the news that found that uh, Z in the park. And she says, yes, I am. She says, my grandson was crawling under that bench and said, oh, look, I see this thing under this bench. And I told him, don't touch it, it's dirty. <laughs> so <laughs> literally that night, she meets someone, a good grandma, who had knew enough to say, don't touch that nasty thing under the bench. <laughs> Otherwise, she never would have found it. It would have been in some you know, four or five-year-old's hand, um, and she would not have found it. So almost a miracle. That is and then crazy. Another thing, you know, she said she is destined to find it, and I, I believe it because her last name is Zitko, starts with a Z. Her first name is Nancy, starts with an N. What does a Z look like when you turn it sideways? It looks like an N. So the thing that she found that had been there for eight years that the grandmother had shooed the grandson away from could be read as NZ or Nancy Zitko. So it's just if you wrote it in a screenplay, they would say, okay, we're going to have to remove one of these elements because this, this whole thing is not believable. There's too many things here that are unbelievable. So let's at least take out one of these elements. That is uh, crazy. That is just crazy. And how fun is that? So, so and what were there? Um, uh, so Beth did not fly out, right? Just, you no. just met Nancy? No, she was in, um, 
Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh area. So she, you know, times being what they are and also time being of the essence. Um, when you solve something and it's that obvious, that delay of, hey, let's let's book a flight a day or two from now. It's going to be right. gone probably by the time yeah, uh, by right. the time you get there. Right. Uh, so, yeah, she had just called Nancy. Nancy came over. Um, and somehow the Pittsburgh press got word of the story and called uh, called Beth at home. And so we made Pittsburgh news. We made Las Vegas news on three wow. different channels. And so, you know, it's not like it was on CNN or anything, but it, well, it, it was kind of go nationwide. And that's, I guess, how it got back to you guys. One of those threads mm -hmm. uh, worked its way back to you because I think one of the stories mentioned uh, you guys. So uh, it's great. Yeah, it, it wasn't on CNN or anything, but you did make Newsweek, which was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty you know, I mean, 15 years ago, making Newsweek would have been something. Well, Nowadays, <laughs> still, it's, you know, it's a nice little thing to hang your hat on. I've been a Newsweek yeah, view. Exactly. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this. You got started in puzzles a long time. You get obviously when The Secret came out. Uh, it, and yeah. I think I remember were, uh, reading that you were really interested in The Masquerade um, as well. Oh, yeah. What was it about those puzzles, especially back in the, the you know, the, the late 70s, the early 80s? What was it that drew you to those puzzles? Well, as a kid, I've just always, even as a kid, I loved puzzles. I loved anagrams, crosswords, hmm. just unusual puzzles. I was into chess for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, and so anything that isn't solved that can be solved, that's, you know, kind of attractive to me and has been my whole life. So I, I heard about Masquerade when it first came out on whatever uh, news outlet, probably Newsweek back then. Um, <laughs> and so then when The Secret came out, I thought, oh, wow, okay, here's another one of these things like Masquerade. Um, great paintings, a story, poems, you have to decode things. Uh, you know, it, was, it looked really fun. But then once I got the uh, the book and zipped out there to uh, Vegas, I then realized, okay, this is going to be way harder than I think it's going to be. Um, and then I also kind of put two and two together at the time and, and thought, you know what? I'm going to need to be in the place where these treasures are, or I'm not going to be able to find them. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this from Orange County, California because uh, you know just the nature of the puzzles now with the internet and google maps and google earth and you can do everything on the internet it's a lot less likely now i mean it's a lot more likely now that someone could solve them uh one of the puzzles from from somewhere else chicago, was it chicago was solved by someone that lives in chicago boston by boston yeah so it's um but it's become less likely now that that uh, that's a restriction. Now I think you could solve it from 2000 miles away. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. this year we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. That, that's one of the elements that I wanted to make sure that was in our treasure hunt that you could solve it from 2000 miles away because you're, you're going to, when you decode the message in whatever way you decode it, it's going to spell out an exact location. Yeah. Uh, and even nowadays, even with the thing, you can't if you can't leave the house and you're 2000 miles away, there are plenty of resources online where you can find someone that will search for you like Beth did with Nancy. Uh, 
if it if it's in Cincinnati and you're not in Cincinnati, you can go online. You can find someone who's a hunter or a searcher, and you can tell them, hey, it's in this exact loc it's in this exact location. Um, they don't have to know the exact solution. You've got the exact solution, but as long as they know where they're going, they're still going to find it. And that way, you're not risking your, you know, the the, the full nine thousand uh, dollar solver share. Yeah, and because you can tell someone exactly where to go, but they don't know what the the exact decoded message is. Right, and I think that's one of the rules. Would, even even yeah. if you only have the proxy, you still only get a thousand dollars. You have to know right, the solution exactly. for the nine thousand. You can tell someone go to North Las Vegas, go to El Dorado Park, search under all the benches. You're going to find a silver I or a silver Z, something like that. Uh, but it's, you know, you're going to find it. Now they don't have the they they may find the Z. They would find it, but they don't have North Vegas El Dorado bench. Mm-hmm. They yeah. might if it's someone who tries to you know jip you out of your your song they might say oh it's north las vegas well if you have the word loss in there that's not part of the solution so we know you don't have the correct solution yeah um also it's not necessary that the city comes first might be the location that comes first it might be the item that comes first so you have to have the exact message and it will be spelled out for you so i did uh end up purchasing it and started reading it (laughs) <laughs> a couple of days ago. Um, okay. And I wish I had something more for you than I'm totally, I have no idea yet, but, <laughs> but I, I will go, I'll go back through at some point and maybe, maybe figure something out. Hopefully. I'm totally, but, um, I'm looking forward to reading the Star Trek rant, the, the, or Star Wars rant that you were oh, starting. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if it's like a little Kevin Smith kind of weird long rant about the you know, Star Wars rant is chapter two, uh, two, yeah. Chapter uh, two is the Star Wars rant. Yeah. yeah. Each chapter for your listeners, each chapter kind of has a, a different. Um, well, first of all, let's go back to the beginning. It's a story about a bunch of uh, let's call them treasure hunters. It's three couples who find an ad on Craigslist and there's a mysterious benefactor. And the benefactor is leading them around the country to various landmarks. And at the end of every leg of the trip, there's a little quiz or uh, a test for them. And whoever gets it, whoever wins that quiz or passes that test, uh, that leg, they would win uh, $10,000. So each chapter kind of focuses on a different team. The first chapter, you kind of get to know all the teams. uh, But the second chapter um, is more focused on the the daughter, the father and the daughter. The father is a retired NASA engineer, the daughter's a teacher, and she goes on this rant about Star Wars. So a large percentage of that chapter is how she thinks Star Wars went wrong, the whole franchise, and uh, how it could have been made better. And then chapter three, I think, were the two girls, uh, they're millennials, they're sisters, and they were talking about, um, shoot, what are they talking about? Um, I've forgotten now. What are they? Oh, they were talking, of course, they're talking about Fenwick Futz, yeah. who is kind of a, a Forrest Fenn sort of character. Uh, so that's the, yeah, that's the Fenwick Futz chapter. And then chapter four, 
the one that was solved. That's the one hit wonders chapter. And that one follows uh, two guys who are friends. One's a real estate investor. One's a retail manager who just quit his job to go on this thing on a whim. Um, so, um, yeah, they're traveling around trying to solve problems. And, and so every chapter you have a different topic of conversation. And in chapter two, it's the Star Wars rant. And it it's in depth. <laughs> it's very it's, it, it, yeah. I was like, you know, wow, this is a lot of information. Um the uh the what made you uh start with a hint for chapter four first? We wanted I personally wanted that item to be found first because that's the one that's closest to home since that had been right. there for eight or nine years. It was kind of the genesis the Genesis item uh, that I wanted to be found. So we said, okay, let's, let's do chapter four. Let's do a hint for that first and let's get that thing found first. Um, and lucky we did because you never knew when, when that kid would have come back and peeled that Z off, uh, you know, right out from under grandma's nose. So yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's why we did chapter four first. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and uh, I'm I'm actually personally glad that there aren't images in it, um, just because I will sit and I will paradoilia the heck out of that, or right. however you pronounce that word. I yeah. will find things in there that totally lead me astray. I'm I'm more of a words guy, so I I kind of appreciated appreciated that that part of it. But um, no, I it's like super art too. I mean, I love art. I love those drawings in The Secret and in Masquerade and in Treasure's Trove, mm -hmm. which uh, was another one that, uh, you know, was out what, about 10, 12 years ago, something like that. But the problem with all these books is you want to draw in them and then you don't want to draw on them. You know, mm -hmm. you want to draw lines connecting one thing to another and then you're ruining your book. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to solve the thing, you have to draw. So now you've got to buy a second book. <laughs> and so... That was one of the things also, because one, we couldn't afford an artist to draw stuff. But another thing was, uh, you know, let's do something where you don't have to ruin an art book uh, to do it. So that's why that yet another reason it's text only. Yeah. And I also like the fact that it can be done basically with pen and paper. And you, and, should, you, and, you almost have to have pen and paper with you yeah. uh, to you know jot down notes in a notebook because even even knowing the solution like if your listeners hear oh i'm just going to use the initials of one hit wonders uh and you're reading along it's it's hard to just look at it because those pages are small on a kindle or on uh, uh an e-reader so you know you probably do have to write down okay well i'm going to write down the, the title of this uh you know the title of this one hit wonder or the artist or, or whatever and eventually in your notebook now you've written everything down and now you can put pen and paper to it and uh, try and figure it out but yeah i don't think anyone's going to figure out a method just by looking at the the kindle or the e-reader all on its own i think you're going to have to use a pen and paper and you know a notebook situation and then may and may and maybe a little bit of googling of something but mostly it's just looking at text and trying to figure out uh, what you can glean from it right well i do want i do want to mention that there's nothing that you will need to google to find the method or mm -hmm. um 
somewhere, someone on, a, on another interview said something about a Playfair cipher because people know a lot of different ciphers and they thought there was a reference to a Playfair cipher and there isn't. Um, also, if a Playfair, Playfair cipher were used, it would be explained in the book exactly what a Playfair cipher is and how to decode a Playfair cipher. Um, so because that doesn't happen in the book, you know you're not going to have to use a Playfair cipher. So if you think, oh, I'm going to use some method, I'm going to Google this, don't worry about it. Uh, if it's not in the book, um, then you're not using it. Now, obviously, if you're 2,000 miles away and you decode North Vegas, El Dorado bench, that thing you might have to Google once you have the solution, uh, but the method you will not have to Google. Nice. Yeah, I saw there was a reference to a Caesar cipher in there. Right, and I think, um, it's, I think it's explained, the Caesar cipher yes. is a shift of letters. So that may be possible then. But then, because uh, I don't know the method. That's one thing that that uh, these, a lot of these news reports have assumed that I'm the author, even though clearly <laughs> the book says the author is Thico Damaster. That's a pseudonym, but that's a mystery person. We don't want that person to be known. We don't want them bothered. Uh, you know, oh, what's the, you know, give me a hint, give me a clue, et cetera. So it's a cutout. Uh, so I wrote the story, but Thico encoded, used whatever methods Thico used. In, mm -hmm. in the One Hit Wonder chapter, he used One Hit Wonders and the artists and the song titles. But he's done three completely different methods for the three other chapters. But I don't know what those methods are. So... While I know what a Caesar cipher is, and I've read the book, and a Caesar cipher is referenced, um, when I read the book, I don't see anything that could be Caesar ciphered. Because when you're talking about ciphers, you're talking about blocks of text that are, you know, C V Q L O space E R M S V. You know, there's there's no mm -hmm. gobbledygook like that in the book. The book is just a plainly written book. So I don't see how a Caesar cipher could could work well, that, uh, that would be pretty easy it'd be pretty easy, easy to make those you just take a group of things that are similar and basically do like the one hit wonders and then you get a block of letters that work and take those block of letters and, sh and shift them i don't oh, know if i was okay to, well i don't know if i was supposed to say that i don't know then don't, but okay well then don't back off on your caesar cipher solution <laughs> if you can see a way to do it then it can be done yeah so that's that's a good point to make with this, because I, I definitely, especially with new people coming in from the secret just to get this book, I, I don't want them to bombard the Facebook groups and the Twitter groups. Uh, one thing that that Palancar and that Byron and Joe Allen and Ben, all the people who worked on the secret all say is that Byron treated the secret like uh, the the U.S. government's project that was the SR-71 Blackbird where right. this this huge aircraft was created, but no one creator knew what the other was doing. They just knew right. their part and it came together as this huge project. And that's kind of what it sounds like the great U.S. treasure hunt is. You know the story, you know where things are located, but you don't know how to find where those things are located in the story, right? Right, and I don't have, like for example, North Vegas, El Dorado Bench. Um, I knew it was in North Las Vegas, I didn't know the code would say North Vegas instead of North Las Vegas. Um, I knew it was a silver Z, 
but the code could easily have said Sil Silver Z in North Las Vegas under a bench at El Dorado yeah. Park. It could have been that. Um, so yeah, I don't. Well, good. So at least so, we won't. People won't bombard you with uh, requests for hints then. Right. Right. They'll they get a hint January nineteenth. They still will. Yeah, they they, 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 still, still, they will. still will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but but just okay. So that's interesting. So anytime uh, potential solutions come in, uh, you have to pass them along to Thico. Is that right? Because Thico is the one that would actually know the actual answer. Well, not if something is in a place that's just flat out where I know something isn't. So if I open an email and someone right. says, I'm, I'm always going to use Cincinnati because I said on another interview that it's not in Cincinnati. Plus so there's nothing I fun in Cincinnati. There's nothing fun right. there at all. No. <laughs> so, if, oh, or did I say Cleveland earlier? It was one of those two C cities in uh, Ohio. Uh, so if I see a solution that says Centennial Park, Cincinnati, I'm looking for a ball of foil. Well, I know that I know that's not it. So I can reply to them. Hey, keep trying. Good. You know, interesting, <laughs> but that's not right. That would be a kind of a lame sure. treasure hunt. I'm looking for a ball of foil. And, and... Right. <laughs> All the I items would... are inconspicuous. In fact, the the uh, the one reporter that called when I sent the emails out uh, or the, the press release out when the person was found or the uh, item was found. Um, the one reporter that called uh, called it an inconspicuous artifact, and I thought, "Wow, that's pretty. That's cool, yeah. really good. They are all inconspic inconspicuous artifacts. None of them have necessarily any value whatsoever. They're a little more interesting than a ball of foil, but just yeah. barely more interesting than a ball <laughs> of foil. Um, but it is the kind of thing that if some little kid found it, he might walk away with it. And so, if the item is missing," then it's the first person that has the actual solution. So if someone solves something and says, hey, we went to El Dorado Park in North Las Vegas, and here's the solution, North Vegas, El Dorado Bench, Silver Z. We've looked under all these benches, nothing is there. If that happened, uh, then the first group, the first person or group to have the accurate solution uh, would then win the money if the item is actually missing. If the item is not missing, if they just if they just missed it, um, then it's the first person that finds it. And that happened. There was a group that sent someone out Saturday night. Wow. And they missed it. Oh, they I've just I just found out uh, it's a it's another video on a YouTube uh, channel uh, called Cow Lazar. And yeah. they had sent a group out and missed searching that bench. Oh, For some man. reason, they got a, a, a mind blank that it was only going to be a standalone bench. And where it was where it was stuck was under a picnic bench. There's a gazebo, and there are three picnic tables. And obviously, picnic tables have to have benches. They're stone yeah. benches. When they got there, they had a mind blank they were only looking at bench benches, not yeah. at picnic benches. So they they searched under the benches, looked over, saw the picnic benches, and didn't search them. Oh, and then had, the next morning, that's when Nancy uh, came along and found it. Wow, that had to be that yeah. sounds like that had to be actually Calazars too. They live in Vegas, 
So if he was, that had to be actually him. Oh man, yeah, that's going to suck for him. A bizarre coincidence, that item, I, I think I saw uh, on his webs or, or on his uh, YouTube, he lives <laughs> from that park. Wow. And that wow. item's been there for, you know, eight years uh, or more. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, if he had won, it would have, you know, I'm, I don't want to say, I feel bad to say, oh, I'm glad they didn't win because I'm not. If they had won, that would have been great. But it would have looked like I was, you know, like we were yeah. getting together and let's, you know, let's make a thing that you guys can find. So in a way, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad they missed it. I'm not glad they missed it. But what would that have looked like? that oh somebody creates a treasure hunt and hides something from a known treasure hunt website's house and then they just go find it yeah. so right it the right grand... person the person who was destined to find it found it yeah yeah and it, it gives you're right it gives a little bit um there's no risk of losing any credibility or something yeah. like that with with right now they're i mean they're hot on the entire book. They have Zoom meetings where they get together with five, 10, 15 people, Jeez. you know, trying to crack the book. Uh, they work on different chapters, which is perfectly fine. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, if you've got a group of five friends or so and, and you want to get together and say, hey, let's crack chapter one tonight or let's do chapter two or whatever, that's a good strategy. There's still only be one check or two checks, you know, one for the solver and one for the finder. But you can divide it up however you want to. It's just that we won't write like if you have a group of thirteen friends, we're not going to write thirteen different checks for, you know, six hundred dollars yeah. or whatever that works out to. Right. Uh, so yeah, it'll kind of have to be the agreement between your group of friends. So and and now we know based on the instructions at the beginning that there is no location in play um, within five hundred miles of Vegas. If I read that correctly, right? I think we said something like 500 driving miles, which means, better, yeah. you know maybe a slightly smaller radius than as right. the crow flies. Right. Uh, okay. But yeah, you can you can be safe if you drive a you draw a circle 450 miles around Las Vegas as the crow flies. Right. Uh, and if your solution is within that circle, you know it's absolutely incorrect. Right. You know the the awesome thing about this hunt is if you solve one you know or if you're at the point to where you're thinking of like getting in a vehicle and going there right you pretty much know where it is right so it's not like people are thinking oh you know like they do with the secret like um oh that must be in cleveland and right. so they start trying to shoehorn cleveland into into everything you need to actually solve the the text puzzle that'll give you an answer then you can send it in and then you can go there and retrieve the item. Exactly. Like I said before, if you had Googled North Vegas, El Dorado prior to the, this hunt, now you'll see all those news items. But if you right. Googled North Vegas, El Dorado, it's going to show you North, North Las Vegas, Nevada, El Dorado park. Now the streets, El, Cam, Camino, El Dorado. So there's other things like the El Dorado cleaners, the El Dorado right. bar and grill, the El Dorado, neighbor you know uh subdivision uh but all of these items are in public places mm -hmm. they're hidden they're not buried free parking is nearby you can walk you know walk over there's no entry fees um it is 
public property, not private property. So you know it's not the El Dorado Cleaners. It's not the El Dorado Housing Subdivision. It's El Dorado Park. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you you know where you're going. That's great. And and uh, just one last note on the instructions. Um, we know that there are items on either side of the 40th parallel, right? Yeah, both north and there's still three items left, both north right. and south of the 40th parallel and both right. east and west of the Mississippi. Right. So they are truly nationwide. Right. So there's at least one. Uh, wait, is Vegas north or south of the 40th parallel? It is south, but there's still at least one south. And right. at least one north, exactly. and at least one east and west of the oh. Mississippi. So that's about the biggest clue that you're going to get from our podcast. Is uh, <laughs> just well, by, even then, it doesn't help you because no, it doesn't. You know, you could walk out tomorrow and just start searching in a public park, and if you find something, you're not going to know it has any connection yeah. to the hunt at all. It literally could be a rolled up ball of foil. Well, slightly better than, but. If you then just send us an email, hey, how about this piece of trash that I picked up? I found this little doohickey. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't so send you, us pictures of doohickeys you find in parks. Decode the message first, and it'll tell you where to go and what to find. I don't know, David. I'm going to send you all my pictures of doohickeys. Every doohickey that I, I find. I want doohickey pictures. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like you got George's emails then. <laughs> Can I? You you made a really good point about Mike, about, um, I shouldn't say Mike, about Calazars. Um since we have you on the podcast, there are members of the podcast team that are working on your treasure hunt, like uh, our, uh, our, sure. our friend Bradley, um, who is yeah. not on the episode now because he's working on the hunt and we didn't want it to look, you know, like you were given hunts or hints. Would you be willing to say, for the record, the podcast team has gotten no hints that's not going to be in this? You know, there's nothing that we were. Given. Yeah, there are no hints given. Um by me or anyone else on any of my interviews uh, anywhere nice. and that's one of the reasons that i mean i know where obviously i know where all the items are but i'm not going to come out and say hey don't look here or don't look there although i've said don't look in cincinnati so if that can be considered a hint then that's a hint um and it's well known that that california is not a location so uh it's not california or cincinnati apparently mm -hmm. so nice. um, anything else is open up for grabs and you said cleveland too don't forget that. You might have said Cleveland. It's either Cleveland. I, I forget. We Let's just, say not, just try to stay out of Ohio. No. Ohio is just right. a horrible place. Just don't go there. <laughs> There's still many, many places in America it can be. Um, so, and, and I think, you know what, uh, and just to, um, I want to uh, sort of close out by talking about you personally. Um, you, uh, even just from reading this article, I was immediately drawn by your story and your inspirations and i'm like this guy sounds super cool um which is why wow. which is why we reached out to you tell, tell us a little bit i i know you like puzzles and anagrams and ciphers and i know you're into the secret and the masquerade i know i know you like poker i'm a huge poker fan um yeah. know you know what what else poker. what poker's awesome well, i i uh i ran an escape room for mm -hmm. nice. five years, Escape Room Leander, and you're creating codes and clues and puzzles there. Um, yes. And I, I tried to keep the rooms fresh, so I had to uh, come up with different things all the time. That's a completely, completely different than a you know this this hunt in the sense that 
I had to create puzzles that could be solved within an hour. And here we had to try to put together a team where um, within the restrictions of having a text only solution that the directions were accurate, but also couldn't just be solved in an hour. So working with our, our author, um, you know, we kind of bounce some ideas back and forth and without my knowing the exact method of, of, of how things are, are decoded, um, I'm kind of happy that, that the first one did take more than 30 days and that there's still three things out there to be solved. And hopefully we've, we've made it hard enough that it's, uh, it's not instantly solvable but easy enough that when you look back on it, you say, oh, yeah, okay, there you go. That's fair. Like the one-hit wonders. They're, in, they're right there. All the, all the letters come out in order if you take the songs and the artists. So there's nothing too hard about that. Uh, but, yeah, I love poker as well. Um, that's one of the reasons the thing is in Vegas. And then I would yeah. check on it every year or so. I would go there to, to watch the World Series of Poker. Uh, and then I'd drive up, you know, every year or two check on that bench, see if that Z was still there. And it was. And the reason I say I'm, I'm not sure exactly when the item was hidden. All I know is definitely it was at least one or two years before Ryan Reese won the World Series of Poker, because I happen to have watched the final table when Ryan Reese won. Um, and so I think that was 2013, which means that the item was hidden in 2011 right. or 2012. Yep, 2013. Uh, Poker, you know, you're trying to figure out what does your opponent have? What does what story is he telling? Does it make any sense? Does does he really have a flush? Because he's telling the story of a flush, but I don't know. Does does he really have that? So there's odds and how much do you bet? You know, so anything having to do with numbers or solving things, puzzles, that's just me. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. And poker is definitely one of those types of puzzles. Um and did did you ever play in the World Series of Poker? I did, but not in the the Big Ten K one. I uh -huh. I a friend of mine that when I used to uh, work uh, for a home builder, um, he said, "Hey, I'm going to play a bunch of numbers for you." And again, here comes coincidence in into play. He says, "I'm going to play a bunch of numbers for you, and if uh, if I win, uh, I'm going to send you to the World Series of Poker." I was like, "Okay, haha, ha, great." Uh, so he played the cool. numbers, I think it was six, two, four. And, uh, a couple weeks go by, he goes, I'm, I've still got those numbers for you. I said, okay, great. Um, one day I see the number six, two, four on the screen. I never watched the, the drawing of, of the, whatever game this was. And I see the number six, two, four. I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Those are the numbers Mike's playing for me. So, wow. and this is a, not Mike from the Calazars, a completely different Mike. There's many Mikes in the world. Don't go conspiracy theory. theory. <laughs> I, I know there's already people out there going, oh, it's Mike. Um, so Mike, the non-Calazar, uh, I call him and I say, hey, 624, uh, did, I, did I win like $500? Because that was the payoff. It's a $500 payoff. And he said, no, um, in order for you to get into the World Series of Poker in a $1,500 event, you'd have to have $1,500. Plus you'd have to get there and you'd mm -hmm. have to have a hotel room. 
he won $2,100 and handed it to me. Wow. And that's how I played in the World Series of Poker. That's You know how they say your knees get weak? That's the only time in my life my knees were literally weak. I, I was standing up when he called and he says, no, I and my knees started to buckle. I it was just it was just unbelievable. Wow. Uh, but yeah, he had played I think three solid weeks. I think this game was played two or three times a week, and he played these numbers um, all the way up almost until the the date that you would play. And uh, yeah, he handed me the ticket. I cashed it. Went to Vegas and. That is when I hid that Z. So uh, th thanks to Mike Foster, um, this treasure hunt has a very interesting first ending with a Z under a bench in El Dorado Park. All full circle. And then, of course, somebody random playing bingo yes. also found the Z somehow. Absolutely. It's a wow. So it's, the lesson, kids, if you're listening, the lesson is go gamble as much as possible. Yes. Yes. Gamble. And, and when you find something gross under a bench, leave grab it alone. It. Oh, oh, leave it alone. I'm no, sorry. Yeah. Leave it alone. Because if, <laughs> if someone stuck it there on purpose, you don't right. want to have your dirty hands on it. You want to let the nice lady come and find it and win, <laughs> win part of $10,000. That's awesome. That is awesome. We've still got three items out there. They are worth $10,000 each. We do have hints every 30 days. The next one is coming up on January 19th. And we'll throw bonus hints out there. We have said that we want this thing wrapped up by this next spring, summer, because we want to do it again bigger. We want to do at least six uh, next time instead of uh, just four, because we already had the 10 ready to go. So we want to do another six. Uh, we want to have this one wrapped up before we start the next one. It is the Great U.S. Treasure Hunt uh, ebook on Amazon, less than ten bucks, and take a shot at it. Do you have a website address? It is thegreatustreasurehunt.com. Okay, but I think the easiest way to find it is just to if you just go to Amazon and and search the Great U.S. Treasure Hunt, um, it'll pop up there, and it's like you know one click buy. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll throw links to all of your social media and to buy the book in the in the podcast description as well. So if anybody's curious, look down below. It's, it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>